Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, Aaron Rodgers. Just hearing some of the sound from him. He is lost. I used to love Aaron Rodgers. Now, look, I don't care necessarily what, I hate to say this, you don't care about what type of person he is when, you know, we don't root for the people that they are. We root for the uniforms, as the old saying goes. But uh, I always thought he was one of the most gifted talent, uh, most gifted quarterbacks with great talent, whether it's throwing the football with pinpoint accuracy, his uh, elusiveness, his quickness back there on his feet. But, man, Rodgers has turned into, A, he has not been that good of a player in recent years. And I think the fact that he only has won one Super Bowl is a a detriment against his legacy. And, B, he just seems like such a freaking jerk. Man, he just does not seem to get it and doesn't seem to care to get it. 877-337-6666. Anthony is calling from Manalapin. What's up, Ant? Sal, thanks for taking the call. How you doing? How are you, Ant? Good, man. Uh, before I get to my question, I just want to say uh, you're really great at what you do. I, uh, you really are one of my favorite uh, personalities in the city, and um, I really appreciate all the work you do. Well, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me hearing that. Thank you. Of course. Um, so, anyways, um, I listen to the Evan Roberts, Rico Bronia podcast very often, and you were obviously on it recently. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the DeGrom uh, discussion, um, you know, when you get into the, you know, you think that there's a chance he doesn't want to come back and, you know, the vibe in the clubhouse with him and blah, blah, blah. Ever since you said that on the podcast, I was really just going crazy. What, what does Sal know? What is, what is he hearing that, you know, fans that don't have that info, that don't have that inside stuff 
aren't getting. I mean, yeah, we, we could see that, okay, he's obviously opting out. He wants more money. He's worth more money. Or Yeah, sure. He's going to get more money. But what is it about the Mets clubhouse that maybe the players aren't vibing with him? Maybe it's the managers. Maybe it's there's a lot of egos there. Lindor, Alonzo, you know what? Harvey Day, the Thor thing that you brought up. What is it exactly that you think is the biggest thing for Jake? Um, It's a great question. Now, let me just tell you that I have heard from many different people over, I'd say, a year and a half, maybe two years, that DeGrom is not happy in New York. And it's not just me hearing this. It is maybe the worst-kept secret amongst media members. And I think it's even been out there. I mean, I'm just looking now that this is a story from... Uh, let's see, maybe that was one just on the that he's going to decline the option. I think there was a story out there, though, that had DeGrom linked to Atlanta and talked about how he just maybe doesn't like it in New York. I don't think it's anything specific to certain teammates. Now, I don't know. I don't know DeGrom personally. But the stuff that I'm hearing, and this is flat out verbatim from people in the know, that are either around the team, have been around the team, blah, 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 blah. People that would know. And it's not one person. It's multiple. I would say more than three people have said the same thing. Maybe even more than five people. And it's been so often I forget exactly who or what. The word is he doesn't like it here. Not with the Mets necessarily, but New York. So that that's just now... I'm not reporting that. I'm just telling you stuff that I hear. And right. then I and, and I believe these people and I trust these people. Now, does that mean that he won't resign? No. I mean, maybe if the Mets do give him the highest offer by far, he'll resign here. But I don't know that to be fact. And I just know that he has been unhappy and a pain in the neck, whether it's the contract that he signed with Brody Van Wagen and running things, whether it is um the idea that, you know, the what Sandy Alderson said about DeGrom having a tear in his elbow when he really didn't, and DeGrom maybe being bothered by that. DeGrom not wanting to pitch if he's not feeling 110%. There have just been these back-and-forth little annoyances between both sides, and the word that I continue to hear is that DeGrom doesn't want to be here. Now, I want to hear him say it, and we'll find out when push comes to shove if he wants to be here or not. We'll find out sooner sooner uh, than later. But that's where you get that from. That's where I, that's coming from. Right. Okay. So that, that does make sense, and um, I do appreciate the response. Um, and something else that you said, which I totally agree with, um, it was either you or Evan, actually, but Jacob deGrom might be one of the maybe five Mets in the past decade, literally decade, that he, he has never been booed. There, there hasn't been a time where Jacob deGrom has been booed off the mound Food coming out, but whatever it is, mm-hmm. Lindor got wrecked. Uh, Scherzer just got wrecked against the Padres. Alonzo strikes out versus Darvish. I wasn't there, but I'm sure he got poured on. Degrom is looked at in this fan base. Um, obviously, he's respected around baseball, but in this fan base, okay, he didn't have a cool nickname. People weren't wearing his a uh, wig or whatever it was. Regard. Mm-hmm. We love DeGrom. Oh, because he was the best pitcher, arguably, that they've ever seen, certainly in recent years. But, I mean, he he did things for those two years in 18 and 19 that were, it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, and and coming, I'm only 24 years old, and 
yeah, obviously Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher because when you listen to a Met fan, it's Jacob DeGrom and Tom Seaver, really, as a Met fan, right? Well, I mean, Doc Gooden you could throw in there, but you're talking about I mean, the numbers that DeGrom put up for those two years. Yeah, I mean, right. those three, Gooden in 85, of course. I mean, there was great years. Or Was it 84 with Gooden or maybe both those years? But Gooden, when he first came up, you know, had the historic season as well. So you look at what those two or those three have done. You know, Seaver is the franchise, but yes. I mean, I look, I get it, Anthony. And I'm not saying I don't like Jacob DeGrom, but when I hear stuff like that continually, it bothers me. It turns me yeah. off. And yeah. and forget even all that, DeGrom has not been healthy or performing to the level that he did in 2018 yeah. or 2019. This is now two-plus years. Yeah, so, Sal, if you're, if you're Steve Cohen and you're a Billy Epler, you have, I, I would say, the first three priorities are obviously Nemo Diaz, DeGrom. Who's the first call, guy that you call into your office or that you stop the house to talk to? I'd probably, the first guy that I would talk to would be DeGrom. And I want to get, because I, I feel like I can get the other guys back if I want to. They could wait a day or a second here. I need to find out what's going on with DeGrom. Because if you do want DeGrom back and he wants to be back. That's going to be a big ticket item. And it's also showing that you once again want to put a premium on building your team with a top heavy starting rotation. Right. Uh, if we don't, if we don't replace DeGrom, our uh, rotation is slim, even with Scherzer at the top. And I do agree. Nimmo was waiting around the, the clubhouse after that final game in his Jersey for like two hours because he wanted to soak it in. Diaz basically told us he can't wait to come back. So, um, I do fully agree with you, and uh, I thank you for taking the call. So yeah, no, no problem. And by the way, it was 85. That was bothering me. I just had to confirm it. 85, where Doc had a 1.53 ERA and went 24 and 4. Just looked it up to confirm. I knew he, you know, had a good rookie season in 84, but 85 was the historically good year for Doc. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that difficult for the Mets. And by the way, we talk about this. It doesn't mean that it hasn't already happened, where we don't know for a fact what's going on. Every second, not everything is chronicled and reported on, but Epler did say he talked to DeGrom for a while after the Mets got eliminated on that Sunday night by the Padres. They talked for a long while. He was saying, oh, one, two in the morning, it might have even been. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe they listened to me on the way home. DeGrom stinks. Epler stinks. Get him out of here. Click. No, I didn't say any of that. I don't think. Anyway. I would just have a conversation with him and see where he's at. Hey, we want you back. Where are you at here? Do you want to be here? Do you not? What's your family thinking? What are you thinking? What are we looking at as far as years? I mean, we have an idea of what type of money you're going to be wanting. What type of yearly commitment do you want here? And and just get an understanding of where that's going to be at. And then go from there. Okay, this is what we're looking at. Do we want to build with this guy here? Or do we want to change course a little bit? and get more depth in the rotation as opposed to top-heavy and go build a stacked lineup, which is what I would do. I've had enough of relying on fragile pitchers that are going to cost $90 bucks between the two of them with Scherzer and DeGrom for next year or you know two more years, whatever it is, Scherzer on the contract for two more years and whatever they signed DeGrom for. Now, if they do it, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't want that to prevent the Mets from going out there and beefing up that lineup. Mike is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Mike? Yes, man, I'm here. Well, good good to know, have dude? you. How are you, Mike? No, no, no. You have no idea how, how anxious I've been to talk to you. Why? Because I'm listening to all these calls about baseball, and it, it's driving me nuts. 
baseball in New York is over. That is correct. We're talking, yeah, we're talking about football now. All right. right. So, so, so I have a brother who is a diehard Falcons fan. Falcons fan. Well, I'll tell you one thing we're oh, not my, talking about is Falcons football. Yeah, yeah. My my brother is a diehard Falcons fan, and and I tell him I'm like, listen, I don't even think you ever been to Atlanta, but <laughs> you know that. <laughs> How did that, that happen? That I'm curious. How did he become a Falcons fan? Um, uh, we I grew up in a household with with a father who was uh, a Raiders fan, mm-hmm. and he and he didn't want to project. Like, like, like he said, everybody has to be a Yankees, a Yankees fan, but he didn't want to project football onto anybody. So we all picked our own teams. Right. I picked the Giants. Right. My older brother picked the Falcons. Right. But why? Of, was it Vic? Was it Dion? Dion Sanders. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 He started out as, as a Florida State fan. Okay. All right. So there you go. So it was an easy, yeah, yeah. easy transition. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about with yeah. your Giants? So what I want to talk about is Daniel Jones is being completely disrespected. Completely disrespected. He's been disrespected for for a long time now, right? And I have uh, brothers and fathers and, and m- multiple people who are diehard football fans, right? And and all of them, kind of just like like honestly, Sal. Thank you for taking my call. Like you're the only one who's like real, and you and you say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Until I get fired for it, but yes. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Just stop. I'll hire you for a podcast. All right. But, but, you might you might yeah, be able to yeah, afford we'll me. I mean, with the going rate, yeah, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, we, yeah, that's not the point. The, <laughs> point is, the point is this: um, if Daniel Jones was the quarterback of the Falcons, they would they'd be really really good. Like if if the Giants had Drake London, it would be it would be like. Game on. Well, why don't we just, I mean, I know you want to get some receivers in here to help out Daniel Jones, but let's just focus. And Mike, thank you for the call and thank you for the yeah, kind yeah, yeah. words. No, I, don't hang up. Don't, uh, yeah, don't, I got more. I got more. Well, how much more? Go ahead. All right. I mean, where do you want to go? I, well, I got, you, you said you have more. You get to get to one more point and then I'll, I'll let you go and then I'll the, react. The, Fal- the, Fal- the Falcons and the Giants can make the playoffs this year. Well, you know why? You, you know what the common theme is between those two teams? Yeah, because everybody else stinks. No, I mean that could be one of them, but they're both yeah. well-coached teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and as Giants fans and Falcons fans, we both didn't really hate our coaches at the beginning, and then we started hating them at the end. Well, I don't, was, I, I don't, I don't hate uh, Arthur Smith, and now I am going to let you go, Mike. But I do appreciate you taking the time to call and the kind words and. Good luck to you, your fathers, your brothers, and everybody else, whatever teams it is that you're rooting for. The comparison actually is not a bad one with the Giants and Falcons because they are well-coached football teams looking to run the football, have quarterbacks that can make plays with their legs, just playing, for the most part, smart football. But the Giants have been far better. And Daniel Jones has been better than Marcus Mariota. Now, to your original point, with Daniel Jones being disrespected, he didn't 
earn the respect in his first few years. He now, and look, maybe the Giants owners who maybe mocked is a strong word, but I strongly disagreed with where they were saying, oh, well, this kid has been poorly coached and we've put him in every position to fail. We're going to see what he could do with a real coach. Maybe they were right because Daniel Jones has proven to be this year so far through seven weeks a winning quarterback with Brian Dable and this system. Now, most of it is because of his legs. I'm not making the excuse about the offensive line, about the wide receivers. I'm not making that. But the Giants, however it's being done, have been able to run the football extremely well. You know a good running football team is one that can run the football when they have to to run out the game. And that's exactly what the Giants do. Run the football, end this thing. And they do. Barkley has been a beast. Saquon Barkley, the difference from last year to this year, it's unbelievable how good Saquon Barkley has been this year, how good he's looked this year. But Daniel Jones now all of a sudden starting to have some confidence and learning the system a little bit better. Still don't love him throwing the football a ton, but as the Giants have proven, he doesn't have to throw the football a ton for them to win. And there's no way you can fake 6-1. and one. You know, 4-3, and three, even 5-2 and two to a certain extent, eh, maybe you get out to a hot start. 6-1 and one is 6-1. and one. And even in the loss, it wasn't like they got smoked by Dallas. Now, it would be nice to see them win a division game. And I know the Giants are front-loaded with non-division games outside of that Monday Night Cowboys game that they lost. It's going to be great to see them go up against the Eagles. So there's still, we don't need to make decisions on Daniel Jones just yet. I will admit I may have been wrong by calling Daniel Jones done after last year, or just not done, but done for me. I wanted to move on. I would have rather gone with the unknown than run it back with Daniel Jones. I never believed that he was going to be the guy. But after watching him this year with Brian Dable, not that I think he's been significantly greater than what he was. I mean, I think he's similar. I just think he's in a much better system. But after looking around at some of the quarterback play around the league, I mean, why not Daniel Jones? Think about it. Look at the other quarterbacks. Look at the other options. I know it's easy to sit there and say, oh, I want the next Tom Brady or the next Patrick Mahomes or the next Lamar Jackson. Look around at the quarterback play. Geno Smith is leading a division. Marcus Mariota is right there with Tom Brady in the box. Kirk Cousins. Jalen Hurts. I mean, look at these division leaders. Ryan Tannehill, who was always my comp for Daniel Jones. You know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the exception. They're special. Look at what the Jets have done with Joe Flacco and then Zach Wilson, who has been really not even doing much of anything. Hasn't been even had to throw the football. So look around at the quarterbacks. If you're one of those who, like me, was, ah, Daniel Jones, I don't know. Look around at the quarterbacks around the league, as I did a few weeks ago and thought to myself, you know what? Maybe Jones isn't that bad. These guys stink. Sean is calling from Belmar. What's up, Sean? Yo, hey, what's up? What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm uh, I'm kind of butthurt about the Mets. 
you dumped that there. I might have gotten out, but that's uh, a stupid term. I don't I don't like that phrase, so I'm not going to let it fly here, although it might have gotten out, but whatever. Uh, it, it, you, you could use other terms than that. But anyway, Sean was upset about the Mets, and uh, he was supposed to talk about Aaron Judge, but we never got there. Anyway, we'll, we'll continue the call. E- even though some things aren't curse words, and I guess technically could be aired, watch what you say here, guys. I mean, come on. You just try to act. Try to use the big boy voice when you when you're in the chamber, Scotty. How about new? Like, come on. This is not high school, locker room, football field talk. We're on the radio here. Clean it up a little bit. Speak with respect. I don't care what your take is, but come on. Clean it up a little bit. 877, and I know it's the wee hours of the morning. I understand that too. I'm just, I don't like that term. 877-337-6666. We'll get back to your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss. You want to talk some football? Baseball season's over. I'm here for you. You want to talk about the Yankees because you're still hurt about the Yankees? I'm here for you. Mets, what are they going to do to build another quality team next year? Maybe one that could go a little further than the wild card round. I'm here for you. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. 877-337-6666. Trying to figure out what the next couple of months are going to look like as far as vacation days go. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. I know it's still it's weird. Last night I tried to transition into football mode and you know the Yankee fans still wanted to have their voice and it was predominantly Yankees and then today for me I didn't think that it was going to be all Yankees but there is news where it comes down that Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone are likely to be staying. That, to me, is news because now what? We're going to be down the same road again this next year? Oh, my God. It's terrible. They need to make a decision here, a change. So now it's going to be Hal and Cashman and Levine and what? Trying to, what, what do, I mean, what do we have in store next year? Trying to figure out a way to dump Josh Donaldson? Who are they going to sign that they're paying Donaldson $20 million, Stanton's still here? I mean, the Yankees need, if it's not going to be Cashman and Boone going, then they need a significant shakeup. You cannot run it back with the same crew or, okay, basically the same crew, but then Peraza at short or Cabrera in, I don't know, in an outfield spot. You know Bader's going to be in center field. You assume Judge is going to be in right. They're going to bring Rizzo back? All right, is LeMayu going to be here? What about Glaber? Is that going to be the big deal that you trade Glaber Torres? And for what? What exactly are you getting? Who's the catcher? You're not going to get an uh, an all-star performance like you got from Trevino in the first half of last year. That was proven in the second half. It's 
it's extremely frustrating for an organization. It's the complete opposite of the Mets. And it's worse because the Yankees went from doing everything to now doing nothing. They went from get everybody, get the best, to the Browns Bombers. The Mets went from get nobody to now, hey, they're the major players here. I'd rather go from nothing to something than go from, what is it? Go from rags to riches, then from riches to rags, I guess, the other way around. Yeah. You're right. With the Yankees, it's going from, it's like that movie, uh, what the hell is that movie, Fleegs? The old movie with um, Eddie Murphy. Trading Places. The trading Places, thank you. I don't know why I couldn't name it. That's what it's like. They're trading places. The Yankees and Mets. The Mets have become the halves. The Yankees are are the bronze. The bronze bombers. Eli is calling from Washingtonville, New York. What's up, Eli? Hey, how's it going, Sal? So you know, uh, you know how I feel about this. Uh, this was to, even uh, your producer was like, "Listen, uh, when, when I heard this news, I thought of you." <laughs> <laughs> right? Can you believe he's yeah, coming they, back? Listen, I can't believe it. Yo, you know, I got an embroidery hat. I mean, the hat, Yankee hat. And it got, and I have embroidered on the front, on the front of the NY. One side says fire, and the other side says cash. <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna, so I guess I'm gonna have to like. Can you return it? Have, yeah. <laughs> like that ruined, that ruined the purchase. Anyway, I mean, but, well, uh, you can look at it two ways. If they fired Cashman, the hat would be old anyway. So now at least it stays true, where you could still wear that to Yankee games in hopes that one day they do fire Cashman. Yeah, listen, I the the Yankee fans need to just start being heard. You know, you know the Knicks fans. Uh, you know they start protesting Dolan. I think at this point we're gonna have to just start protesting the Steinbrenners. Well, that's, it's not gonna change. Is, any, unfortunately, it's not gonna change anything. Dolan is <laughs> Dolan's not going. Yeah, anywhere. yeah, but but you know, you know how it is. You know, you know. Hopefully, you know they, they'll they'll get the picture one day. But like, what does this guy have to do to like? To get fired, like I would love that type of job security where I mess up time and time again, and and run the team uh, the t- into the ground and waste all the money of of, of the, the the shareholders, and you still keep your job. Like it's crazy. All right, to play to, but to play devil's advocate for a second, and for the record. I'm with you. I just feel like it's time for a change. But again, I said that before last year, and by the way, I was proven correct. I said it before last year. They failed again, and now they're doubling down again this year. But to play devil's advocate for a second, they did win the division. They did get to the championship series. So there's really a small window of where the Yankees need to improve. They have to get to and win a World Series. There's only one more or two more steps, I guess, getting to and then winning a World Series. The problem is it's been the same thing over and over again. So why would we expect anything different next year? You're just going to roll the dice and hope that it changes in a year? Is that This is the definition of insanity. Correct. That's what it is. Because you, you, you throw out the same thing over and over again with this analytics. They need to go to Analytics Anonymous. That's <laughs> what they need to do. Right. You know, where, where the, listen, the Astros, if, if I was a Steinbrenner, the Steinbrenner family, and I look at the Astros, and these guys lost their star shortstop and their star center fielder, and they didn't get worse. They got better. 
and Garrett Cole and Zach Greinke. I mean, think about it. Like, uh, I'll bring Cashman into, into the into the room. I'm like, could you explain this? Right, what, right. What's going on? Like, we 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 give you more money than this guy. We pay for for your analytics team that is not as smart as their analytics team. What is going on? Now, let me ask you, Eli. If the Yankees obviously they're going to keep Cashman and Boone, it sounds like they're expected to retain both them. If they go out there and say, okay. We're bringing you guys back, but here's what we're going to do. We're opening up the pocketbooks again. Go get us some players. Let's say they get Edwin Diaz and Trey Turner and obviously bring back Judge and maybe somebody else. Would you then be okay with the Yankees? No, because you cannot trust Steinbrenner to, to put, I mean, um, Cashman to put together a team that can hit in the playoffs. Yeah, I like mean, he's got he's got to change his philosophy on who they bring in. That's the problem. Listen, when he came when he came to the to the to the Steinbrenners and said, "Listen, our miss our only missing piece is Garrett Cole. Just give me all the money for Garrett Cole." Right. And they opened up the checkbook, and what happened? They lost again. Right. They, they didn't even they they lost in, in, in the wall card. They haven't got back to the to the. Well, to they the lost World in the division series the first year. The first yeah. year in twenty twenty, the shortened series, they lost to the Rays. In the shortened season, then they lose in the wild card last year, and then this year ALCS. And again, I don't even feel like it was a real ALCS appearance. I guess when you get swept, that could make it feel like that. But it just—I just—you're right. There's no way to defend it. I can't defend it. It's time for a change. And not only that, he—he's obviously running um, Aaron Boone. He's obviously calling the shots or his analytics team because there's no way that Boone is this dumb. And even and, even if even if Boone were to go, Cashman's going to hire another data applicator. Yeah, and, and things are not going to change. They're going to do the same thing, bring in the, the relievers that are not, they're not supposed to bring in, uh, doing all the dumb decisions that they, that, that that Boone did. Is it just going to be repeating itself? Look, the Astros hired ba- Dusty Baker, and what's crazy is that the way Dusty Baker uses analytics is to his advantage, not as a playbook. He right. uses the information. He goes up and down the order and asks every Astro, where do you feel comfortable batting? Well, and I, he, that, and, that's, and how, he that's how other guys do it. There's got to be a balance there, Eli. And I think the Yankees have gotten too much in their own heads. They're thinking way too much. They're analyzing way too much and trying to play this out according to what the algorithms say. It doesn't work like that. It's played out on the field, in which they continue to lose on the field. Right. It's, I'm telling you, and, and they're going to blame it on injuries. I'm telling you. Yo, of course they are. Remember, too, and thank you for the call, Eli, as always. Remember, too, the Yankees in the second half of the season were not a very good baseball team. First half, great. Second half, not very good. So who the hell knows what they are? It's not like they were consistent throughout the course of the year and then failed. They were great. Then they were not. They made the playoffs because they built up such a big lead. You can't take it away from them, but we all watched it. It wasn't like we said, oh, this team's surefire. They're going to go. They could contend with the Astros. No, most people didn't think that they were going to be good, A, going into the year. And I don't think a lot of people believed that they were as good as they were playing to start the year. They were lucky to beat Cleveland in the first round. Had the Yankees played the Mariners, you know, they were lucky they had a bye, too. I think they would have gotten beat by the Mariners. They almost got beat by Cleveland, who's, uh, I mean, Cleveland started Savali. 
who I swear to you, I feel like if you give me a week of batting practice, I could have taken him deep, especially to right field in Yankee Stadium. Chris is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Ooh, these Giants. Is that a new thing? I'm starting that chant, and hopefully it gets around. Who these Giants? Yep. You know, you got the who day, you got the who dat, and now it's the who these. But does that work in New York? I don't think so. I don't know, but it just just popped in one day. I'm like, I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I mean, you could do something with uh, who and Big Blue if you want to make it rhyme a little bit. Did you see, Chris, that Padres rap song in regards to the Phillies? Oh, my God. I hate both songs, to be honest with you. It, it was, yeah, the Padres. I mean, well, that, it, No, it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life, and that's what you just re- <laughs> reminded me of a little bit. Check it out. Google no, it. was that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, you you, what, yours was not as bad. <laughs> i tell you what, though. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a very, it's, now that we got both football teams that are really doing something, um, and the Knicks look like they're, they're going to be a, a really uh, exciting team, um, with with I can't wait to this World Series to be over so the Mets can uh, mm. get free agency. It's going to be exciting. I mean, we, we're going to have a lot to look forward to. Um, I hope so. Yeah. You know what I'm really no. looking forward to? Two things, and uh, what is it? So next week will be November, right? I got, I'm off Friday, so I'll be working tomorrow 2 to 5. Off Friday, uh, and we'll be back Monday, Tuesday, whatever. But next week is November. And you know what I'm looking for or forward to most in November? Number one, free agency. Number two, Giants, Cowboys, Thanksgiving Day. Yes. I don't remember, at least in my lifetime, I don't think they ever played each other on Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember the Giants playing the Lions, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know, I couldn't yeah. tell you the year, but, but I feel like the that's... The Cowboys, been, they never played. Yeah, I don't... They, Giants and Cowboys were a night... No, no. Hold on, please. The Giants me. played that night game against like Denver one year on Thanksgiving when they added the primetime game. Okay, I forget. Do you recall? We, we, we played on Thanksgiving, but not not against the Cowboys. And we haven't won on. I mean, I'm today. sure it's happened before. I don't remember the last time though. I guess yeah, well, that this, up. this would be great. I um, so I can't. But that and free agency it's going to carry us through uh, through November. Oh, it's going to be great. I mean, I'm excited. Even though the Mets really blew it in, in, in the, in the uh, wild card, it, it's still an exciting time. And, you know, if the Phillies go all the way, it's not like, you know, they can puff their chest out on us and, and call us the little brother still because, you know what, we're, it may be a three-team race next year. We're, we're here. I mean, it, we're not going away. It's not, we're, it's not the old Wilpons. It's not like 2010 to 2018 where – the Phillies, you know, uh, or even that span of 2008 to 2011, where we just stunk um, after 08, and the Phillies were just like, ah, you guys ain't going nowhere. You guys aren't going to get the big Right, guys. that was the now, end. That was the end of a very brief run, 2006, and then 2007, the collapse, and then it was the end. That was the Phillies' time. You hope that now could be the Mets' time, or at the very least, like you said, Chris, continue to compete here. It may be a three-team race moving forward. Who knows? how it's going to play out, but I would expect that the Mets are going to do everything in their power, and there's a lot of power there with Steve Cohen running things, to make sure they're a competitive baseball team moving forward consistently. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as far as the Giants go, uh, you know, it ain't far-fetched to believe that they, they have a shot not only in the division, but going deep in the playoffs. I mean, I said they had to win that last game to have all but a shot to get into playoffs because of the seventh seed now. But you look at the NFC, it stinks. The East is the beast this year. I mean, they they got three top teams right now. I mean, if it goes, I know it's still early, 
But if it, if it continues on this trend, I mean, who's to say that? And you know what? You just got to get in. And I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants go to Super Bowl this year because after 2007 and 2011 – Yeah, anything's possible. Nothing will ever surprise me. Agreed 100%, Chris, and thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in, as always. Agreed 100%. I can't say it anymore. Oh, my God. No, that can't happen. I'd be shocked. No, I wouldn't. And especially when you look at the landscape of the NFC, I did this yesterday. Who can you say definitively right now is better than the Giants? Now, if I had to bet on it, I would pick right now the San Francisco 49ers. And it has nothing to do with the McCaffrey trade. Matter of fact, that uh, that wouldn't even register to me. He's a running back. Now, I know he's great, but they have so many other issues that they have to take care of. But I believe that they can. I believe in their defense, and I believe in their head coach, and their running game, regardless of who the running back is. Now, McCaffrey should help. But it's a matter of Garoppolo not beating himself or or themselves. Garoppolo's got to be able to not make mistakes. Anyway, Niners would probably be my pick to get to the Super Bowl. But it's either them or the Cowboys who would be my pick. Look Look at the landscape of the NFC. Nobody else. Eagles? All right, yeah, they're 6-0, but, I mean, I don't really fully trust the Eagles. Cowboys, Giants, and that's basically it. I don't know. You buy the Vikings at 5-1? and I don't. I mean, I guess they could go. Uh, they have as good a chance as, as anybody, but the NFC South? No. Really is a shame. I, you get mad at the idiot Falcons, who I grew up rooting for, that in a year where they're in a total rebuild. And I know they've been better than that, but... The NFC is wide open. I mean, if you just happen to be a team that had a competent roster, you should you can legitimately be competing in the NFC right now. The AFC is is much better, deeper and better, and and top heavy as well with the Bills and the Chiefs. Giants did play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, nineteen ninety two, long time ago. I don't remember that game at all. That was, I mean, I was maybe just becoming a football fan then. Although I remember watching the 1990 Super Bowl, but I don't remember the year-to-year from like 91 and 92. I don't remember it as well. Still a little too young. Giants played at Denver. This must be what you were talking about, Fleets. Man, how long have they been doing the Thursday night games? Has that been like... 15 15 years. I remember it started when I was in high school. So it's saying here that the Giants, let's see, in recent years were going. I remember the highlight of of LT scoring a touchdown on a 97-yard interception return. There was a highlight of that that always gets replayed. That was against Detroit in 1982. Okay, so since then, 1982 is obviously a long time ago now. Since then, in 92, they played the Cowboys, lost 30-3. In... 2009, which is the game you were referencing before, they played in Denver and lost 26-6. And then they played again, I'm assuming the Thursday night game, in Washington in 2017. And I'm trying to think, why don't I remember that one? I don't remember that either. I remember that game. I was working here. Uh, I was not working here at the time. Yeah, I don't remember that one. 2017 Thanksgiving. Anyway. So those are the last three times that the Giants have played on Thanksgiving. This is going to be a... And they're due for a dub. Man, they lost to Washington. That's an ugly one. Giants due for a dub. They've beat the Cowboys just once in their last 10 meetings. 
Or I guess 11 now, because this article was written before they played on Monday Night Football. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. I'm also looking forward to more of your calls. What do you got in store for me? You want to talk a little Rangers and their loss last night against the Avs? Yankees, obviously the top story with Cashman and Boone likely to be brought back. Mets and their free agency plans, who should be the priority? DeGrom, Nimmo, Diaz, yes, all three. Who else should they get from outside the organization? Jets, Giants, of course, how legit are they? Do you believe in the Jets? Eli Moore's got to get his act together here. Enough with the tweets, enough with the you know referencing the Bible or whatever. Just get out there and play. Let's go. I believe in him, the player. I believe in him, the person. I think this was just a mistake from a, a young player who got in his head a little bit too much and maybe let the social media conversation and the media conversation get to him. Uh, they need to get Eli Moore right here. Uh, stop messing around. Anyway, it would be nice to have him back on the field. And they're going to need to make some plays through the air if they want to be able to beat New England come Sunday, which is going to be the biggest game for this Jets team in quite some time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Goes so fast. Hey, what was up with the weather yesterday? Is it me or, I mean, is that not normal October weather? I mean, we're, what is going on here? I felt like we're getting ready for spring training yesterday as opposed to the World Series. It was beautiful. I'm not complaining, but it's just so inconsistent. The weather, just like the baseball teams around here, inconsistent. Good in the regular season, fail, although the Yankees were inconsistent in the regular season, but then fail again in the postseason. Nice day, but I, I'm confused as to what to wear anymore. I, I'm I'm already I've already changed over. You, know, you talk about the baseball season being over, looking forward to football and basketball and hockey. I've already changed over from t-shirts to hoodies and sweatpants. I mean, that's where I'm at. And yesterday you couldn't do that. It was too hot for a hoodie. Gotta break out the t-shirts again. I gotta get myself in shape. That's next on my list. I'm trying to figure out the schedule, which I said since day one, I'm going to try to dominate the overnight schedule like no other. Uh, yeah, the an update on that live looking. I'm not dominating is the way as, as much as I thought I would. It is kicking my rear end. But I have to get back to the gym. Now, it's a little bit easier in the winter time. And I know the holidays are coming up. Oh, man, that's the other thing. With it, it going so fast, here we are. It feels like it was just Labor Day. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting ready talking about Thanksgiving and then Christmas behind it. And you know what that means. The pounds are going to be coming. You're going to start packing on the packing on the pounds. I got to be able to find a way to get to the gym. I just don't know how. 
I don't have the energy to, A, or the time, B, during the week. And then by the weekend, when that rolls around, it's like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Go to the gym? No way. But I have to. And the older you get, the more important it is. But, man, you forget. I was like, man, I used to be in really good shape. What was that, like three, four years ago? Meanwhile, it's a long time ago now. 43. God, I'm getting up there. Just not. The, it's not the same, too. It's a lot harder to lose weight and get in shape. I need a good two months of hard workouts. I need Stephen Hour Beach is what I need. I just don't need he, to I mean, he doesn't have time, and he's going to the gym at whatever time he does, and I, I can't do that. I'm already on no sleep as it is. Here's another thing for you real quick before you get back to your calls. I'll give you a little more of my personal life. Story time with Sal Licata. So I'm exhausted, right, by 5 a.m. Not that you need to know the details of the schedule, but basically I wake up at noon, 12, 12.30, and somehow, before we even get to the bad part of the story, somehow I don't wake up to my alarm. It never fails. Even though I tell my wife, don't wake me up, I still somehow am woken up before the alarm. Now, why is that? Because my wife is messing around, coming with the baby in the room or making some noise kind of purposely. Oh, are you up? You know, banging on the door, doing the laundry, whatever it may be. Oh, did I wake you? I'm sorry. And then boom, right into, oh, this happened with the baby today and this is going on here. And then we have things to talk about. I'm like, "Uh, what? Uh, What time is it? My alarm didn't go. What are you doing? Can you let me sleep for the love of God? Anyway. So normally I wake up around noon or whenever my wife decides to wake me up. And I have a an hour and a half, two-hour window before I got to leave and go back to the city to do the Baseball Night New York show. So that's what I'm looking at. From 12 to 2 is my time at home to deal with everything there and get ready, you know, shave, haircut, whatever it may be, to go, go into the city. Then I do the show. I stay there at SNY, watch the games, do the night show, come over here, do the radio show. So I'm driving home at you know 5 a.m., and, and now you know me. I've got the speed limit under control, baby. I don't do any more than 25. I have mastered the art of going 25 in the city on the way home, even though my foot is wanting to floor it and get the hell out of the city and beat whatever traffic there might be home, try to get home by 5.57-ish, trying to set the record. Even though that's the case, I'm disciplined. I've been able to resist the urge. 25, and every day I go check the mailbox, none of those silly tickets. So, so far, knock on wood, I'm good to go. But yesterday, as luck would have it, it's 5 a.m. Who's on the road going eastbound? Nobody really, right? Wrong. Not only is there some traffic, there starts to, there appears to be a slowdown up ahead on the L.A. And I'm like, what is this? Now, I'm lucky that I'm still awake and somewhat functioning. And we joke about it, but it is a very dangerous and serious matter here. If you're not getting enough sleep at that hour in the morning, especially if you're just starting to be traffic, it can be very dangerous. Anyway, the last thing that I want to be doing is sitting in a a shutdown on the LIE. I don't know what happened. All I know is flashing lights everywhere. The LIE is at a dead stop for 15 minutes. And I'm watching the ETA just go up. 558, 601, 605. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll get to hear Boomer and Geo's open today. 
It just doesn't end. Can I catch a break, please, for once? Twice now in the last three commutes home. It happened on Friday morning, and now it happened yesterday morning where there was some kind of issue at 5.30 on the LIE going eastbound. And then you wonder why I'm cranky sometimes. Robbie is in Phoenix. What's up, Robbie? Morning, morning. I really hope that's not true. They got to fire the data applicator. They, they have to get a real manager. Data applicators don't work. Yeah, but the GM hired the data applicator. Well, he's got to go, too. They, 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 oh, but they're not. They did you see the news? Team. Or did you hear the news? They're bringing him back. Oh, I hope that's not true. Is well, that no, certified? Well, certified according to who? That's the reports. The reports about it, they are both likely to be kept. Yes. Oh, boy, man, they're never going to win a championship with those. Start so, spreading what? the news. Brian Cashman's coming back. So is Boone. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, look who's in the World Series. Two old school managers, Dusty Baker and Rob Thompson. Guys that could actually manage. Well, I don't know if Rob Thompson's an old school manager. I mean, I know he's an old baseball guy, but I mean, he's still new to it. He's been a long time bench coach and things like that. But yeah, I mean, he's got experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. And it's not just because of the World Series. You're seeing now. Look, the the Rangers hired Bochi. Obviously, the Mets with Buck. You're seeing it start to go a little bit back to what it used to be. You know, it's it's a crazy idea, really. Hire somebody with experience doing the job you're hiring them to do. Isn't it crazy? Right. No, it's it's just like hopefully we can get back to good old-fashioned baseball because baseball is really not what it used to be. And hopefully if you get rid of these data applicators and bring in real managers, it can get some flavor back into uh, the game. Agreed. I think it's better for the sport as well. I'm with you, Robbie. Down with the data applicators. I got to get that trademarked. So, Fleegs, you had an issue going home yesterday, too? Yeah, I got stuck. There are two ways I can go home, taking the highways all the way or getting off and taking, like, a a local, you know, like, one of the state highways. Speed limit's, like, 50. There's all the shopping malls and everything. And I went that way because I had to stop at ShopRite. So, I already know I'm adding, like, 30 minutes to the time when I get home, get to bed. And then there's just a complete stop. There was an accident on the other side, and then there's trucks trying to turn at the red light. So they're blocking the road, and you just know, like, this is not not changing. And like you on the GPS, it's not accounting for it because it should be, like, able to pass through. So the ETA just, every time the light turns green, and then it's yellow and red again, the ETA is just going up and up and up. And I'm just cursing and getting, (laughs) and just, like, I'm... I was livid. Like, I, you know, I leave here a little before 6, and I got home after. I was only in ShopRite for like 25, 30 minutes. I got home after 8.30. It's it's to a point I'm sitting there saying, I swear to you, I'm, I'm sitting there in dead stop traffic. I, I, I got to a point where I was, wasn't even angry. That's how bad it was. You know when it gets really bad where you're just like, I give up. God, why me? Like, why me? At 5.30 in the morning, that crap should not be happening going opposite rush hour traffic. And yet it's always something. And the worst, though, is when you beat yourself. See, if I make, I I had no choice. That's the way that I go home. But if you make a choice to go a certain way, and that way is not the right way, ooh. That's what got me. Like, again, I I made the choice more because I had to run an errand, but I'm sitting there like, I could have just I could have just gone to shop right on Wednesday. Like why did <laughs> I, you know I'm not you know I'm not dying of starvation. I could have just done this the next day. Oh god, 
I did it because I wasn't that tired when I left. So I'm like, all right, today's the day I have energy. Let me go knock this out today. And then by the time I get home and it's almost 9 o'clock, I'm almost falling into bed or on the floor before I can put the stuff away. It's it's uncanny how it happened. I'm thinking to myself, this is what I get for coming in at work. I just do the shows from home. This is what I get. I got to deal with this crap now. I'd be in bed by now. I'd be asleep. How was your commute home yesterday, Marco? No issues. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know you leave a little bit early, and you're obviously here way earlier than we are during the night. Right. So you leave an hour earlier. I'm sure that helps get at least a head start. A little bit, yeah. But, I mean, I, again, I'm a Jersey guy. So the Holland Tunnel, which is two seconds well, away from where Flea's we are. goes, right? Yeah, and then he had problems in Jersey, though. We would go to different spots, obviously. Oh, yeah, this Jersey. was on Route 1 in New Jersey. Yeah. And because of an accident. So I, I'm, other than there's a spot before I can get on 280 where they basically made three or to I guess four lanes into one. So I don't take it on the way in anymore because it's a disaster. But right. on the way home at 4 o'clock in the morning, maybe it's three minutes extra. Not a big deal, and I can get home that way because it's a lot faster. It's just, oh, man, I remember even – there's no good way to do it. You're thinking train, maybe at these hours you can't take the train. But even – I remember when I used to take the train in, oh, a mm-hmm. headlight's out or some moron jumped on the tracks, and it's like, oh, okay, great, this is going to cost me three hours. Like, I just want to go home. Please. And don't speed. You got those the lights. Well, that's what I was saying before. I've been clean so far. Knock on wood. Have you gotten any recently? Uh, no, just the two. Like I said, I'm good right around here. As long as I don't have to take the Lincoln, I'm barely in New York. It's mailbox roulette now. I mean, I go to get my mail. I don't know what's going to be in there. Bill, bill, check, junk, ticket. Oh, here we go. I'm looking to avoid them all. Every day I don't get the ticket and mail. It's a win now. Forget a bill or a check or whatever it may be. If I don't get a ticket, that's a win. Now, I'll say this. I did see the light go off yesterday driving. Whoa! However, and this I will fight, it better not be me. Because there was a guy that flew past me. I was stopped at the light. They probably get both of you. I'm going to assume it was him because I literally wasn't moving. I was stopped at the light. Then you should be okay. He flew by me, and then I saw the light go off, and then the light turned green immediately. So I started to go. So as long as I don't get caught in that picture of... You know, tailing behind that, I'm going to be a little annoyed with. That'll there was, fight. And there was one incident yesterday. We'll get to the update in a second. There was one yesterday because now I'm consciously, you know, I'm aware right. I'm not doing, I don't care what street it is. I don't care if I see the signs. I'm not doing more than 25. But then I saw some just probably homeless person in the street. You know, who the hell knows what they're up to. Uh, and I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not slowing down for that. I don't want to deal with that. So there was. One issue where the light was, you know, it was about to turn red. I might have been under it when it was red, but I was getting the hell out of that situation because I'm not stopping with this lunatic coming up to my car, asking for something, stealing. Who, who the hell knows what was going on? That's worth the price of a ticket if you get one. Maybe not. It definitely could be. I Believe me, if I get one for that, I'm finding it. Say, you, did you see the lunatic that's pictured in there? No, I'm getting the hell out of there. You can't blame me for going through this thing. That's safety. That's self-defense. I can't. I'm getting out on that one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.